And we are back with another episode of How About Them Celtics. Sam and I are here recording on Friday, June 23rd, uh, 9.18 p.m. So if anything drops at midnight when we stop recording, we apologize. This is going out on Sunday, which is when you're hearing it. We're recording on Friday. So apologies in advance. Uh, A lot of stuff has gone on since the last time we put out a podcast. We put out plenty of videos on everything. We put out a couple emergency pods uh, on audio platforms as well. So if you're looking for comments about that, Check there. We'll obviously talk about that stuff here, though, because it's the first like full-length pod, full-length chance we've had to talk about it. Um, so we might as well start with what's in everybody's mind. Mar- Marcus Smart is no longer a Boston Celtic, and, and that that kind of sucks. That uh, not great. Sam and I gave our thoughts on it in the video, like instant reaction. We put the that out ASAP after the move. Terrible. I had to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was upset. What a what a way. That that unraveled, by the way. Yeah. Because well, we all knew something was coming, whether it was good news or bad news by midnight, because you knew the Porzingis contract well, opt-in was the deadline, right? I, I didn't even consider it as a possibility is my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't neither. even think it is an option, which is what hurts most. And I, I think it would have hurt less if I didn't know that they had another deal in place that they Agreed. had to scrap. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, we, were I think amped. I, we were like problem solved, brogged and gone. Exactly. I think I would have rationalized it more if it was like, okay, this is what needed to be done. But it's not what needed to be done. The Clippers are just rats, and they ruined it. They ruined my life. Uh, No, yeah, but uh, I said this on the podcast. It it's good value if if you really want to take off the green glasses and look at it from a value standpoint. They traded after all the draft trades. They traded Marcus Smart and a second rounder for Kristaps Porzingis, a first round pick. Jordan Walsh and four second round picks like, like objectively that's really good value. It just sucks. And the reason it was really good value is because of the player you're getting in Marcus smart, who is amazing human off the court, amazing player on the court. I mean, it's, it's way overblown and way overstated, but the heart and soul of the Celtics, like truly was what it was. Uh, he was all together. Great guy. Great Celtic. He's an awesome human. You know what sucks is now this is probably the last two guys now that really cared about being on the Celtics that they shafted him and Isaiah really uh, more than anybody stood out as great Celtics to at least me. Mm -hmm. And they both kind of got the shaft. I mean, Isaiah's a lot of the shafting came afterwards where it was like he got injured and they didn't really reveal how serious the injury was right away. And all that looks terrible. Make no mistake. And now Anthony Davis's dad is rock hard as they trade Marcus Smart away, who is <laughs> essentially going to be the next great uh, team legend, whether that means from a skill set, not really. But had they won a title, his number goes up and he's remembered for being a Celtic. And yes. That's all scrapped now. And it felt like they were really close to doing so, which is probably why this hurts more. It's also right? probably because- why it happened right because they got so close and they were never they able feel to go desperate hump, it feels like they feel like they have to get over the hump i don't know if desperation is the word but i mean we I talked about it when we talked about it absolutely. when when the offseason opened like if there was a piece of this core that was gonna go it was gonna be marcus i just didn't think brad would pull, pull the trigger honestly and i i will say the other part of this is 
do you remember two years ago when Brad Stevens took over as GM? I remember us having this conversation. And the conversation was, <laughs> yes, yeah, it, is Brad Stevens too close to the players to where he wouldn't be willing to make a big time trade for the improvement of the team? <laughs> the answer is no. <laughs> Clearly, he's not. He's willing to do what it takes. Like I said, Marcus in a second for Kristaps Porzingis, Jordan Walsh, a first round pick in four seconds. Objectively good value. And, and we'll talk about the seconds um, as we go along here, Sam. They're not bad seconds. And as, as much as you don't like love the value of seconds as seconds, like it's Dallas's 24 second, the best of Detroit's Golden States or Washington's 25 second. So that's effectively a, a it's going to be Washington. Third. Exactly. The best of Minnesota's, New Orleans, New York's or Portland's 2026 second and then Atlanta's 2027 second. So even if you don't want to qualify, you know, rationalize them as actual picks. Those are pretty good trade chips to use in future deals. And we'll get to that, but I say more so than that, than actual picks. That's what I mean. We watched the second round last night. It was fucking miserable. (laughs) It was terrible. It was the worst. The NBA draft is the worst. Yeah. Please. If you're in the comments, and you remember this in a year. Don't let us get excited for the draft next year because it is not worth it. It was terrible. I will say for three and a half hours on the stream speechless. Mm -hmm. I was eating apples, strawberries, yogurts. Jack yeah. went away for a bit. He was writing articles. It was a disastrous night in terms Four of four hour stream. We thought it would end and then it didn't end. And we thought it would end again. And then they traded again. And it was just a brutal sit through waiting for, uh, yeah, they got a super cool second round pick. Great. Fantastic. Whatever. I will say they traded Marcus smart. At least they didn't trade him for Jordan pool. <laughs> hey, hey. That, that is part of this. Yeah. That, that might've been, my hang it up moment. I will say that is I do the wonder... Spider-Man two quits being Spider-Man, throws the suit in the trash, <laughs> doesn't care anymore. Moment. This is if they trade Marcus <laughs> Smart for Jordan Poole. This is because... stemming from Jake Oof. Fisher's report that the Celtics had conversations about Poole. I do wonder whether that was smart for Poole or Brogdon for Poole. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I do Somebody wonder. replied to my tweet about that today. Like, I, I wonder if it was, like, maybe I'm crazy. Marcus for Porzingis, Walsh, and Picks is one thing. Marcus for Jordan Poole is another, right? Like, realistically, I, I could have lived. borderline a negative contract at this point. I, Golden yes. State treated him as if he was a negative asset. I could have lived with Brogdon for Poole, though. I wouldn't have loved it, but <laughs> I could have lived with Brogdon it. Brogdon for, like, a second. You'd be like, all right, cool. This is true. I, I couldn't have lived with Smart um, for Poole. Marcus did post his goodbye message, um, which I can pull Crippling up on the screen here. The, to the vibes today. It hurt. It really hurt to read. Let me, let me pull it up on the screen here quick. I thought I had it, but um, I don't know. Excuse me if, if I did. Also, something I'm seeing, this is Jake Isenberg of the uh, First of the Floor podcast friend. Um Last four seasons, for those concerned about Porzingis injury history, Marcus has played two forty games in the last four seasons. Porzingis is two sixteen. So, like, realistically, it's it's not. I mean, Porzingis crazy. is coming off a wonderful season. <clears throat> he is. He's phenomenal. How many He's games great. did he play? Sixty five. Yeah, good season. Right. Washington um, certainly sold high and got uh, Tyus Jones. <laughs> this is true, and off a contract. Um, this is Marcus's message. I will read it out. Uh, 
<clears throat> it's long, so bear with me. Where do I even begin? As I start to think about the last nine years, a lot of emotions running through me. I have a lot of emotions running through me. Excuse me. I came to Boston as a naive kid from Dallas, not really knowing what to expect. All I knew was the type of work ethic my mama instilled in me, and I was going to work my ass off and make sure I earned the respect of each and every one uh, of the fans in Boston, which is why this was tough. Boston, you're very special to me. I grew up here and met some of my best friends here. I will never forget my time here. Ultimately, we didn't get the, that 18th banner, but I'm very, very proud of the success we had. I'm going to miss so many things about Boston, but mainly my teammates, fans, and kids in our hospital charity work. It was a great nine years in Boston. Uh, Boston, thank you for all the love. But now it's time to look forward. Blah, blah, blah. Thank you, Memphis. Grizzly Nation. I don't care. Uh, sucks. That's, that's just Terrible. a blow. <clears throat> I will not... say, Jason Tatum posting to Instagram will link up soon. So may maybe you'll be back yeah. eventually. But, Memphis uh, is the closest team to St. Louis. So, yeah. To be honest, though. Call me crazy and call me coping. I can't imagine he doesn't come back later. Like, I feel like after this contract's done, he's coming right back to Boston. If I'm Maybe him, I'm saying open. go kick rock Celtics. I think as a fan, Maybe. I feel like I want to say go kick rock Celtics for that. Maybe. So I, I can't know. imagine being the guy involved. It's really tough to just, just like, all right, Jack, this can be a segue. If we want it to be, we can stay on Marcus. We have more Brad but comments for Marcus. It, but we'll as see. much as the Brogdon stuff, has been a, a factor. It's like, mm -hmm. can he come back and play here after they reported that he was going to be traded? Never mind. Listen, the relationship's different, but never mind actually being traded on the cusp of winning a title and True. getting left out of that fun. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's something you forgive. I know. It maybe and maybe, but I, I, it's, we'll have to see. Uh, Brad had his post NBA draft presser and he did talk about the Marcus trade. Um, he said, Brad was like tearing up talking about it. it like I said, it's a basketball movie. You Fake can hate tears. Brad for it. I know. You can hate Brad for it all you want. He like he has to make moves that are smart. Anybody around the league who's not a Celtics fan would make that trade. It, it just objectively. There was the tweet uh wow, the Celtics got great value for Marcus Smart and then it was Celtics fans this is literally the worst day of our lives. I know. It well yeah. it, it, that's exactly what it is. Uh Brad saying he knows we'll do anything for him but it was hard. Um, him saying, you'll always have the relationship that will be forever. Uh, Brad Stevens said he got the chance to see Marcus at the facility, uh, the morning of the draft. The conversation was understandably brief. Um, quote from Brad, I told him when he got here, we were 25 and 57 the year before the greatest legacy you can leave is to be someplace and it's better off because you were there. And I think that everybody here feels that way. I think that he will always be appreciated and thought of so fondly here for a number of reasons. Um, everybody loves the way he plays and how hard he plays, but also his work in the community. We're all really grateful to have had Marcus in our life for as long as we've had him and are sad to see him go, but know that he's going to have a huge impact on a really good Memphis team. Like I said, you can hate Brad for the move. It is his job to try to make the Celtics better. Taking off the Marcus Mark glasses, I think the Celtics are a better team with this, rounding out the roster. Brad talked about having to round out the roster, and he said, in order to do that, I knew we were going to have to lose a really, really good player. It just sucks that the really, really good player was Marcus Smart, uh, which, like I said, seems sucks. unfair. It I is. will say, I don't disagree with your feeling on that they can be a better team. Mm -hmm. The report came out from Brian Robb that the – belief is they are not done yet yes making moves mm -hmm. so i i personally think they have work to do i think they need yeah. more of a playmaking type guard 
to yep. set up these other guys, the great Wish scores it was Chris on the team. That would be cool. I mean, this is the situation where we talked about Chris Paul, right? We were like, exactly. it allows you to be flexible and move off one of the other guards. We thought it would be Brogdon. It was not. And mm-hmm. add to your team. And this is the type of situation we were talking about where, yeah, they added a big guy and they kind of needed it. They they did it in a way where it filled a need that we didn't even know the team really had, or at least we didn't want to address it. We danced around the possibility of trading Horford this summer on this show, saying yeah. like maybe they should look at it. And now you kind of don't have to because you have somebody that could kind of step up and have his back and, and lighten the workload for him a bit. So that's a good thing. You still have Brogdon and White for now. I don't know what happens with Brogdon. I really don't. We'll talk uh, about White it. Is of course, a solid player. <laughs> probably the starter. And probably the starter. Do you want As him to now. be the starting point guard, though, or do you think he's better off the ball? I think he has moments where he's great at both, where he gets to the rim and he slashes, but I, I don't think, know. I think I'm fine with him. To see him be the point guard. And I, I think a lot of it is that he just didn't have the chance to. I think he will be a Great. fine starting point guard. Uh, and I think that's probably the role he'll be given. And I think that's fine. But I also wouldn't be opposed for them like going after a starting point guard and having him come off the bench. Anybody like, that you like? Not really. Not that I'm seeing around the league, right? Like it's tough. A lot of teams want their point guards uh, and rightfully so. Um, I will say uh, it sucks, but I, I do think it is our job to look at things a bit objectively, which means Absolutely Let's, not. I just want to talk about Porzingis and, and and try to try to separate Porzingis from the fact that they move smart. You know what I'm saying? Like we 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 should. The fact that they traded smart, I feel like, means a lot of people haven't talked about the fact that like Christoph Porzingis is a really good player. Like they they got a really good player. Like they did off a great there, season. There's obviously a lot of off, off the court stuff that makes it questionable, and and that's obviously a valid concern. But in terms of the basketball product, like. He is an all-star caliber center. He averaged 23, I think. Let me let me double check the stats here. Um Kristaps Porzingis last season with the Wizards averaged 23.2 points, 8.4 rebounds, 2.7 assists, and 1.5 blocks per game and 0.9 steals on 49.8 shooting from the field, 38.5% shooting from three on five and a half three-point attempts per game. He's really good. <laughs> and not to mention, Fitz, he is very good on defense, great at defending the pick and roll, great at the rim. He is seven inches taller than Robert Williams. That like, he is huge. As much as they hate the fact that they traded Marcus Smart and don't get me wrong. It sucks. I love Marcus Smart. You love Marcus Smart. We all know this. Kristaps Porzingis is a phenomenal basketball player. So yeah, it's good. He he seems to be a great fit. Love that he can shoot the three fits into Missoula's three point. We love threes more than anything. Offense. (laughs) and he's good in the pick and roll. We talked about this a bit on the reaction videos, a place where the Celtics got absolutely slaughtered in the playoffs was the pick and roll, the drop Mm -hmm. specifically Horford got killed in switches. That's why Trey young was so effective. That's why Harden had two 40 point games and against Miami, they kind of picked out on the switches as well. So having a guy to drop back and protect the rim that isn't Rob Williams is definitely helpful. It makes your defense that much better. It is a good thing. Um, I am interested who's going to step up and be the leader on this team now. I assume Al and, and the Jays. And I think it's just a matter of the Jays stepping up even more, which I guess comes with age. Because um, it's not Porzingis. He, no. he doesn't seem to be, <laughs> a, hey, get on my back, guy. He's, no, hey, no. look at me. I'm tall. I do question. 
we talked about this briefly in the reaction video. Who starts? Because if Brogdon came in and you felt like he could kind of be the backup because him, Brogdon, uh, excuse me, him, Smart, and White were on the same level. Kristaps is very clearly now the best big He's man the best. on the roster. He and starts. I, and I, I love Rob and I love Al, but he has to start. It's just who starts next to him. I, I know you, I think, are Team Al. I'm personally Team Rob, but I do think it, it like, it depends on Rob's health and how ready he is. If he's ready, it's like two seasons ago, Robert Williams was playing 30 minutes a night and played a career high games. If he feels ready to get back to that level, say he has a monster off season, which would be very nice. <laughs> would love that very much. I would prefer him in the starting lineup because I think it improves the defense a little bit more. And to be honest, it probably gives you a little bit more offensive versatility as weird as that sounds, because then you have a lob threat on the court and, and another pick and roll guy. Excuse me. He's probably a little bit more or definitely more athletic than Horford. Um, but I, you're Team Horford, right? I'm Team Horford. I feel like the Rob thing is a bit redundant. However, so is Horford because they're both big guys who can shoot threes. Porzingis does a little bit of both. Uh, the reason I lean Horford, which I said in the reaction, is think Rob fits better as a bench piece. Don't think you're getting the most out of Al if you put him off the bench. He's not coming in and giving you a spark. Rob's a little different. He also has experience coming off the bench. You've never even seen Horford try and do that in his career. I don't think so. Maybe in Philly for a bit, and we all know how Philly turned out for him. So not the best idea to use him that way, unless he really is begging for it and is open to it, which I don't really think he wanted to come off the bench last year when that was thrown around. It's another thing to keep your eyes on. Um, in terms of the starters, it's obviously White, Tatum, Brown. Porzingis has to be the fourth, and I think it's Rob is the fifth. I mean, uh, sorry, Al is the fifth. And yeah. maybe... Maybe uh, there is evidence that points to Rob being better as a starter. It probably does say that statistically, if I could speak English. <laughs> Just because when he started starting, he was playing at the highest level he's ever played. And yeah. That's why he was starting. And there were seasons where he was not ready yet and he was getting spot mensch off the bench. But I would be curious in the last couple seasons what it says. I and can look at teams up. plus minuses. And last year was just such a weird year because he really wasn't healthy for half the season. He came back and he wasn't the same, which is why you were partly saying trade him for Porzingis. So I don't know. It's good that they still have Rob and Al. It gives you this. Would you have rather traded Malcolm and Rob or Marcus Smart for Porzingis? (laughs) This is where people are going to get mad at me because I'm going to say I I keep Marcus. I know. That's why I asked you. This is a very biased answer where I say Marcus. My, um, I, I just think he deserves it. it. There's no other reason why. He deserves well, to be here, and he's not, and I would have given up a little bit more. For what it's worth, I also feel like it would have been easier. As crazy as it sounds, I feel like it might have been easier to replace Rob than it will be to replace Marcus, if that makes sense. Sure. You can find another big man out there. You probably can't find another Marcus like that. Um, <clears throat> it's more of a you're not robbing Peter to pay Paul if you just give up Marcus. If you – if if you give up Rob, you're bringing Porzingis, you still have the same problem where you don't have that third guy in the rotation to give you real minutes, especially if Grant leaves, which all signs point to yes towards that. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make a ton of sense. It it sucks. And I still think it's wrong, but it's better than for the team roster wise. It's better than giving up Rob too to keep him. I agree. Uh, I agree. And somebody on that, um, and yes, I I posted answer in 10 seconds. (laughs) <laughs> oh, you put your answer to trade Marcus, keep Rob? Yeah, I mean, okay. roster-wise, I will never admit that. The, I mean, I I don't know if, how long it's going to take me to forgive the team. They're going to have to win a title. I think it was I know what you mean. incorrect, but yes, it makes sense. Um, Somebody on, you know, the, the trade I put on Twitter that got ratioed and everybody hated it? Yeah, everybody I, was uh, like, go die. 
Well, someone someone tweeted, uh, yeah, it's because you gave up Rob. This is terrible. And then after the market trade, they said, just kidding. Go back. Please do this. <laughs> Please there. go back. Yeah. <laughs> go back. Go back. Go back. Go back. For what no, it's no, worth. No, 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 no. As far as the Rob stats, it's a little weird because he started that entire season. He was so good. But in his starts that game, uh, or excuse me, let me let me filter for starting. Um, in his starts, I looked at the 2021-22 season because that's when he was the healthiest and starting uh, all the games that he possibly could. In his starts that season, Robert Williams averaged um, 10 points, nine, 9.6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2.2 blocks. Off the bench this past season, because that's just the bench, it was 7 points, 7.2 rebounds, 1.5 blocks. Granted, that is 30 minutes versus 18 minutes. So it's pretty pretty similar impact if he's getting the right minutes in the right spot, um, I would say. So I guess it doesn't matter as much. So maybe it is Horford that's easier. I, I just think as Horford gets older, you might need to lessen his load. And the easiest way to do that could just be benching him. Uh, but obviously, he would have to be on board with that, I, I think. Similar to the Chris Paul thing in, in Golden State, even though he probably won't have that much of a choice. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the Rob off the bench thing is just more of uh, now going to be he's going to relieve Horford. I will say, two years ago, the Pritchard to Rob Lobs were electric. <laughs> they, they were fun. You remember. You remember times. Tell me you remember, though. Um, yeah. All right. That's enough. We talked about Porzingis and, and potential starters. Uh, it's time to talk about Malcolm Brogdon. Get, Get ready, ready to, to talk about Brogdon. <laughs> uh, Malcolm Brogdon was thrown in the trade uh, originally for Porzingis, but then he was back because the Clippers said, psych. Um, Brad said, the Celtics are very confident, quote, that Brogdon will be on the court and will be good health-wise via J. King. Uh, Jared Weiss tweeted out, Sergio will be an option as they monitor his elbow heels. Brad's talking like he's going to be back. Stop. Come, come on. It, this You're is now like, on the train where he can't come back. This is like not even necessarily on the train, but like it just makes sense to train him at this point with the, what happened. This is like Mike Dunleavy saying four more years of Jordan Poole two days. You know, <laughs> it's the same thing. You Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me it's not the same That's thing. That's one of the great quotes. And it, <laughs> we, we both were aware that he had said that before this trade happened. I yeah. Think. <laughs> and we were both like, why would he say that? Uh, it's posturing. It's it's like, and we're talking about this later. I feel like it's like the Blazers GM saying we're definitely keeping Dane. That raises the price. If you say we're definitely, we're, yeah, we're ready to keep Rogden. If people, anybody who wants him is gonna be like, all right, maybe we can't just get him for cheap. Well, what are you um, looking to get back for Brogdon in this situation, Jack? Well, because Sam. it feels like one second. It feels like this is more of a situation where you have to keep it or not have to. You would like to keep him because now you don't have the luxury of having three guards all at the same level you only have two okay who's it gonna be i have 10 trades here for you 10 you said 10 i have 10 we don't we don't have to like dive into each wave in this room do we we don't have to dive deep into them and i'm gonna start it off by getting a no (laughs) yeah he needs a place to put his head uh i'm gonna start this off by reading some of these names before we get into the trades javon carter dennis smith jr Corey joseph ishmith there is solid third string guards because that realistically that's all the Celtics need, right? They, they, the Celtics had a luxury of three starting caliber point guards next year. They don't need three starting caliber point guards, but now you know they don't. Saying? Now they now they have one and a half. <laughs> exactly, they have Derek White starting caliber, Peyton Pritchard backup caliber, and then they can sign a third string. That's fine, especially considering they run offense through the Jays as much as they do. 
it's fine. This is a bad take. <clears throat> For me? Yes. I'm saying they're fine with Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, and signing a third-string guard. You disagree? Yes, that's bad. Why? Because you have Brogdon, and you have to capitalize on having him. Whether that means you get something of value in return. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not I'm not saying you get rid of Brogdon completely. And also, you could also trade Brogdon and then get a point guard back in a Grant Williams sign-and-trade, get ready to learn Markel Fultz, buddy. <laughs> well, if you do that, then it's a little different. I know. Right? I'm just saying, I'm saying, I think even if you don't I think like the, the moving agents, on from Brogdon at this point is premature because maybe just, just from a not that they try to trade him and he's probably not going to play here anymore situation, but from a he's on your roster, he's talented, he was injured in the playoffs at the end. Of course, you have to take into account that he was really great in the six man role. And if he has a chance mm-hmm. to do it again, he may. Sure. Do the right thing. And he may be better this year. There were things he could have did better, Jack. I know you love the fine. tunnel vision aspect, which is true and it's valid. Well, if but Rob's going to be coming off the bench, he's got to be better. at that. <laughs> it's true. And I just think keeping him around makes sense at this point, unless you're getting somebody that you really believe in. I'm not against keeping him around. I'm simply pointing out that there are avenues to add other point guard help. If you trade Brogdon, you could get that back in the Brogdon trade. You could get that back in a grand trade, or you can sign a decent backup on the free agency market and run Derek. Let's go through some of this and I'll tell you. All right. The first one is the nets. It is Royce O'Neal and Patty Mills and whatever. I'm not, I'm not, I don't have picks in these just cause like it stopped. Okay. You know I like the Royce O'Neal edition. We've talked about him a bit before we've thrown it around. He's a great player to give you some impactful play off we'll the bench. The ones on a winning like. team. <laughs> we'll bold the ones you like. So we're in on that. We don't mind it. Well, that one is a, if they are able to bring in somebody to replace him via grant, because okay. essentially in this situ- in this fantasy world, Royce O'Neal replaces grant. You would say, right? Yes. Okay. So now you need to use Grant to replace Brogdon. So if you're getting Markel Fultz back, eyeballs. Yeah. Which I doubt you would. Uh, maybe they don't want to pay him. I, I, I think I it's, mean, they just drafted a couple. As you say, it's we, more, we more realistic it. now. More realistic like now it. that they drafted Anthony back. Okay. Timberwolves, Kyle Anderson, and Torian Prince. Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince. You're getting like two... I know Anderson's like a serviceable player. Make no mistake. I Solid playmaker too. Uh, I don't love it. Okay. I'll oh, italicize the one Sam's is less in on. Um, there, there's just like a no. I know kind of role. Of, let me pull up basketball reference. Especially when you have play. who Kyle Anderson or Torian yeah. Prince. Kyle Anderson shoots. Jeopardy music inserted. Forty-one uh, percent from three last year. Yeah, thirty-four percent for his career. Let me yep. now. I'm not. I'm not bashing that. So that's okay. He went. He went like 28. Him. This is so 2020. He shoots 28. percent Then 36. Then 33. Then 41. Most of them on low volume. And they are on low volume. You're right. Last Even year though, 36 percent was almost four a game. It was uh, last year though. I'll point out five assists a game for Kyle Anderson. That's some good playmaking at the wing spot. It's not game. terrible. It's just like I, I don't know. It, it's I get you being mad. I get you being mad. That's fine. All I tell us is Raptors is Otto Porter and Chris Boucher or Thaddeus Young. So you get a wing okay. and a big. The big is a bit redundant, but I don't think Thad Young is giving you impactful minutes anymore. It's I'll fine. start there. Boucher, sure. you already hit on the head. It's redundant. You don't need it anymore. You have some of these. Are, you have value of Rob. 
some of these are cap move question marks. Not not fully cap moves, but like they cheapen your roster a little bit. And also another avenue, because they traded back, they will have a like probably have a five million dollar MLE, so they can add help that way too. And I know it's not crazy. You but I could get you somebody. I I don't know, but I think there are Westbrook. things for you to go for. Um, Westbrook's no. on the market. I I really like Javon Carter. I, I know that's not a name you're impressed by, but he had a phenomenal season last year. I mean, what are um, we talking about? Defender. You're you're gonna sell on Brogdon for Otto Porter, who people. I'm are not. not I'm not advocating. I'm not advocating for the Raptors trade specifically, but I'm saying if you do like get Royce O'Neal back and add Javon Carter, the O'Neal Brock, one like, is fine. Make you no know mistake. What I'm yeah, I'm. I'm. This isn't for the Raptors trade. But if you're doing saying, any of these trades, unless you're getting a point guard back, you have to ensure that you're going to be able to replace him in a meaningful way. I'm just. I really like Javon Carter, and I get that you're not as high on him, but sure. For for me. The impactful way of replacing Brogdon is somebody that can get to the rim. Because even though Brogdon is not great Josh at Richardson? the rim, he is able to get there. Who? Josh, Josh Richardson? Richardson? I would entertain that. Yeah. I like Josh Richardson. That's my guy. Always was. Number eight's open again. If they trade Brogdon, Jack Happy, they sign Dennis Schroeder, Jack jumps off a cliff. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally the... When we got the Porzingis notification on Wednesday, and it was like, yes. And then I saw what they – and then I tweeted. I was like, yeah, what what did they do to get Memphis involved in this? Take Jaws gun back in the trade? And then they dropped the smart news, and I was no longer laughing. No. No, they clap back at you. Okay, so Otto Porter, Chris Boucher's, and no, italicize. Should we rank them? So I assume O'Neal number one, Anderson next, Porter next. Yeah, Okay, that's good. And Porter, John, by the way, is somebody I was in on, but for like a Pritchard trade. I think you're not getting yeah. enough back for Brogdon. That's fine. John Collins, straight up. Straight up, huh? Yeah. Well, that replaces Grant a little bit. Mm-hmm. He, I don't know if he's as great of a fit as Grant. Oddly enough, I think he's better I overall th- than he's, Grant. I agree with you. He's not as good of a fit. Three but point there was that playoff game. series against Boston this year where we were all like, who's John Collins even <laughs> guarding? Like he was just a cone out there for a lot of the series. Mm-hmm. He woke up in games four through six. Yep. He was horrible. We were like, okay, Actually, we get why this team wants to trade him every time they have a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Hawks, apparently, the report is ownership says get under the luxury tax. Stop. So they're pressed right now. I can't really blame ownership there because they are spending and they're just losing. <clears throat> yeah. They're just mid. Uh, so I would put Colin second behind Royce O'Neal. What if I changed it for uh, DeAndre Hunter? <laughs> Well, that's another like interesting piece, isn't it? Because he gives you probably a better fit than John Collins does. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't think they do that. that I think that one might go first for me. I don't think they would do that as much though, because he makes less money than Brogdon, so that wouldn't help them immediately. Um, and this is still a they need to get another point guard that is serviceable and can create for others. Even yeah, though Brogdon would. doesn't do that, he has the ability, right? Like I know he has tunnel vision, but he does have the ability to get. I know. Yes, he does. He does. He does. He does, he does, he does. I don't want a catch-and-shoot guy that's just 6'3". And just for, for my theory, out on Russ. <laughs> You're out on Russ. Okay. Uh, no, no, no. Are you out on Russ? Am I out on Russ? Yeah, kind of, because he can't shoot. I know I just said I don't want a 6'3 guy that is just catching and shooting, but that's the truth. I don't want somebody that's only doing that. But mm-hmm. I think Westbrook doesn't fit on this team. He didn't fit with the Lakers, and he was really good on the Clippers because I was he was allowed to have the ball and dominate. I was I was half messing with you because I thought you'd have a more visceral reaction, but you were very calm. So well, I think it's like a it's a question you have to ask at this point. Mm-hmm. It's similar yeah. to the Chris Paul thing where you're like, can you get this guy in a budget deal and 
and have that flexible move where you're if you get rest for the minimum area if you got him for the minimum maybe i don't know i don't really believe in him as a teammate either so that's fine that's fine um these next two are trades you're going to say no to because of the teams they're with but i'm gonna say them anyways malik beasley and jared vanderbilt for brogdon yep beasley's a fit shoots threes vanderbilt plays defense he, Vanderbilt it's seems like you like combine Jordan both Walsh. of them and you get the player that I would like. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say probably not because I don't think okay. you really feel a need. Where does it where does it fall? Above Otto Porter, below Kyle Anderson, or above Kyle Anderson? Yeah, I'm not helping the Lakers that factors too. Yeah. Okay. After after Anderson. Okay. <clears throat> Another team Sam doesn't like. 76ers. I put question marks here because I don't know exactly what it would be, but if they lose Harden. A combination of like PJ Tucker, D'Anthony Melton, Corkmas, like no. something. Really, I think Melton's a quality player. I will say that. Really, PJ Tucker? Really? I mean, PJ Tucker's just out there running and trying to hurt people. That's it. I don't want him getting eleven million dollars a year. That's almost as much as Rob. No, uh, Corkmas is another guy. They signed him prematurely. That they was just for salary. That's okay. just. That's just for salary. But they, they want to get rid of him. I think Melton's a quality player. He plays defense. He can shoot threes. But I don't think he's really creating as much as I would like. I don't know. I, I wouldn't mind it. Bring in P.J. Tucker as the very low-value grant replacement in terms of he's not going to play a ton, but he'll he'll fire people up. Melton can, Melton can replace a, a spot in the point guard rotation pretty well. It helps your books moving forward a little bit. Um, and then you figure out things with the grant sign trade. I don't hate it. Is that I, I didn't think that would be that low on your list. Where does that fall? Well, also you don't want to help Philly. It's true. So is that is that below Auto Porter or above Auto Porter? It's above him. I think that above Auto Porter trade sucks. Malik Beasley, Vanderbilt, above or below? Uh, below. Okay. <clears throat> I thought you'd like. That I just more. think okay. Melton's the only good player you really get back in that deal that's worth paying. I don't hate Tucker. I think he has a role. It's not a great role, but he has. Something. He's not okay. getting any younger. He's thirty-eight. He's true. <laughs> this is true. Um, the Pelicans. I again Zion. don't know the exact things. No, don't know yeah. the exact things, but it would have to be some combination of like Larry Nance, Jose Alvarado, Garrett Temple, and then another minimum guy just to fill something. Just nobody you need. Jose Alvarado? What is his? Is he creating though? He's just a scrappy guy. I don't know. I don't know. Admittedly, do not know enough about Alvarado. I, Jose I just Alvarado he, averaged. He's a. He's a gritty guy. He's similar to Smart. Nine, he's undersized. Nine points, two and a half rebounds, three assists, 41%, 34%. Not great splits, but another guard the three, rotation. The three-point shooting isn't good enough. He's six feet tall. He's undersized. I, his big, his big draw is defense, but he's not going to be able to switch on to these guys. He's going to get targeted in the playoff series now. I admittedly thought that the three-point shooting was a little better when I wrote it down. It's okay. Um, so <laughs> above Otto Porter, below P.J. Tucker, Melton. Or above PJ Tucker Melton. He, he's behind Philly. Okay. I th- I have a sneaking suspicion this is shooting to the top of the list. The Celtics just added a million second round picks. If they you did. attach a if you attach a second to Brogdon for like Kelly Olynyk and Chris Dunn. I mean, Chris Dunn's not an NBA player. He had a phenomenal end of the season for the Jazz. Did he? <laughs> Yes, he had a really good end of the season for Utah. It earned him a contract. Chris Dunn in his games for Utah 
in 22 games for Utah playing 26 minutes, 13 points, four and a half rebounds, five and a half assists, uh, 54% from the field, 47% from deep. And Kelly. Th- did I sell you on the local guy again? <laughs> yeah, a little bit you did. Because those are the kind of numbers I like. I like like the the 13 and 5. I, I, I just think that's like euphoria of a system point guard. <laughs> Not a bad player. Hey, I, and it's I, so weird that he was so great in this such, such a short stretch of time. He was out of the league. They brought him back. Kelly Olenek. I mean, you don't need Kelly Olenek anymore, though. You don't. He, need he's him. not as high of a sell, though. You know what I'm saying? You don't need him, but he can play the four. He could probably replace Grant a little bit better than like you realize. Like he's, he's not as good. Def- Mike Muscala. <laughs> no, come on. Get him back. It, it just <laughs> they, in terms of role. I don't think they. They would have. They would have double double bigs. They would have Porzingis and Al, Rob and Kelly, and they could okay. intermingle them. And also, with all the injury or concerns with Rob and Porzingis and Horford's age, like having another big wouldn't be the end of the world. These Chris Dunn numbers are nuts. That's I, I told you I was ready to sell you. Where does that go on the list, Sam? Is that shooting up? <laughs> Especially if you can sweeten the pot with seconds for Utah, who probably wants seconds. Both of those expiring. Hey. <laughs> hey, I think this is a trade you do after the season starts because you. I need to see what Chris okay. Dunn does again. <laughs> sure, but where does it go? Below O'Neal, below Collins, or in that mix? Below Collins. Okay, above Kyle Anderson. Yeah, the Collins but contract's what, tough too. Would you do like, Kyle? I, I bolded the ones you said you would do. Would you, I have bolded O'Neal and Collins? You would do those. Yeah, I would probably do them. Should I bold Kelly and Chris? Well, Dunn? those are only being bolded, by the way, if you know you're getting somebody else back. Because in those sure. situations, you are boosting up the wing depth, but you are gutting the guard depth. You went from the deepest guard rotation. You don't have any. What if you – are you Jordan Clarkson guy? Are you out on Jordan Clarkson? He doesn't fit. He doesn't play defense. Okay. I was going to say, would you would you do like Brogdon Pritchard in seconds for Kelly, Chris Dunn, and Clarkson? No. Okay. That's fine. I, I wasn't sure if you were a Clarkson guy. That's why I'm asking. So do I bold the Kelly trade or are you like me? It's I need to see Chris Dunn okay. uh, continue to prove that he can play in the league. That's fine. Uh, Doug McDermott and Devontae Graham. Devontae Graham's like falling off a cliff. He's not Doug good. Doug McDermott's he okay. He's, he can shoot. But like I'd rather – I mean you already have Hauser. You're getting mm-hmm. the same stuff. No. Keep in mind, I, I wrote a lot of these trades in the sense that, like, Brogdon's value is probably kind of down. You could also split it up into multiple contracts, so the cap's not as bad. So, noted, Doug McDermott, where am I putting it? Below Philly or above Philly? That's usually the line. Above of. Philly. Above the Lakers? Be- Beasley and Vanderbilt? No. Okay. <clears throat> the last one, I don't think you're going to like it all. It would just be straight up, like, one of those Rockets guys. You get back one of those wings. But you would you would have to replace it like a t- I mean, Tate or wings. Jay Sean Tate or Kenyon Martin. You'd clear this space. It's not worth um, anything I missed around the league that you think like th- those are teams that I looked at and said, OK, maybe they could use Brogdon. But like thinking around the league, is there anybody else you think, OK, maybe they would do something here? Like would the Knicks rather have Does Chicago Brogdon? go after him? Do you get Caruso back? <clears throat> I had I that on my Caruso list for him straight up. I had that on the list. A that doesn't work financially. Financially, the Bulls, doesn't work. no. And B, the Bulls are like obscenely high on Alex Crusoe. Like they, 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 okay. they want a lot of value for him. Um, would the Knicks like? How badly do they want a better point guard and not to pay quickly? Like, would they? Would they give you like a contract, Emmanuel quickly, and Obi Toppin? 
for Brogdon in seconds. See that I don't really hate. You know, what even I'm though I I don't think Quickly's gonna do much distrib- distribution wise. Maybe not. But he had a couple triple doubles, but I think Toppin is just a guy to keep an eye on for whatever reason. Toppin's cool. <clears throat> Would you do Toppin, Brogdon, and Fournier's contract for Brogdon? <laughs> Fournier, no. <laughs> Rose's <laughs> contract instead. How about Derek instead? Yeah, just just for the contract. Just so you can buy um, the Rose jersey. Past that, I mean, if the Magic really want another guard, Brogdon for Fultz, would you do that? Yeah, yeah, really? I would do that. Pope Catholic. I I don't know. I, I you're very high on Farkel Fultz. That's kind I of I am. Nuts. I'm in on Fultz. I don't I think actually, that. Yeah, I don't think that Orlando's doing that though. They have a zillion guards. I don't think they're getting no. rid of Fultz to bring in a different guard. No. Although maybe they want the extra year of financial like flexibility moving forward, like maybe. you can spend another year. I don't know. I, that quickly deal. I just thought of that off the off the dome. Like that. That's kind of intriguing. I like Emmanuel quickly. I don't. I, I think they value him too highly. <clears throat> I don't either. But it's intriguing at the very least. Um, I thought of the Thunder. They don't really have much that you would want back. I I low key like the Did Jazz he? trade. <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. <clears throat> I like the Jazz trade. I think it'd be fine. I. It's just I know what you mean though. Like you don't really need a Linux. Like if this was pre Porzingis trade, that's a deal I would really like. You yeah. A lot of this stuff has shifted after the Porzingis deal. Cause it's like, well, now we really don't know what the Celtics need. The, in my opinion, the Celtics still need a backup like wing. Would you score. trade him? Would you trade him back to Indiana for TJ McConnell and buddy healed? No. Okay. Really? McConnell's Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Who would Buddy you rather play, McConnell or Pritchard? Uh, probably Pritchard. But I, I mean, you're sitting here saying they need guard depth too. Like you're not getting no. a, a another guard like better than Brogdon for Brogdon. Well, they have Brogdon. That's what I'm saying. You don't have to get rid of him. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, but you kind of do have to get rid of him. But like, yeah, on paper, you don't have to get rid of him. Right, you know what's unfortunate? If you can smooth things over, and he stays, and he has his forearm sure. surgery, and he's okay. Keep him, yeah. I mean, you know what's really whatever. unfortunate? I'd love a like a Clippers deal for, for Clippers can rot. If I'm Brad, I'm never doing anything with them. Agree, agree. Those they're rats. They're absolutely rats. Uh, that's really all I can see. You can bring in Terry Rozier back for Brockton. Uh, not the worst thing ever. Is that an eyes emoji? Well, I've seen people throw it around. I think Rozier is kind of a worse fit now. I agree. I he's think not going to want to come off the bench. Brogdon would probably fit next to Lamelo better than Rozier does. How does Rozier fit on a winning team now? Not not at, not saying he can't. I'm just curious if his play style, his efficiency, the way he plays basketball is different if he's on a that's fair i mean team. he was he wasn't efficient last year he shot 42 percent from the field 33 but the hornets were also like here's all exactly. the shots lamello's injured exactly and his first x amount of years in charlotte like he shot 41 percent, 39 percent, 37 percent. so like he he is a good three-point shooter it's just last season oh those are took, from three those are from three yeah okay i thought they were field goal percentage no no, no. Like, his field goal field goal theory. 42 45 44 um i don't know <laughs> rosier's a guy i think you might keep your eye on if you really hate the the brogdon thing and you need to get rid of him 
I don't know if Charlotte has any interest. I in just that. they I might think the they thing might is, want to compete. They have Lamelo. They have Miller now. They I just Hayward think is, if he's healthy, yeah. can give them something. Maybe the big issue is do you take Hayward back think... off the bench for a year for Brogdon? I might if you know you're getting a guard somewhere else. Yeah, that's the, that's the kicker. Um, the big thing for me though, is does he for Rozier, better if he's playing less minutes off the bench? Maybe, maybe Rozier like wouldn't wouldn't want to come off the bench though. Like that was the whole problem before. Nope. <laughs> yeah, and I think you really can't find a way around starting White. I think it's the right thing to do. He, I think he's yes. earned it, and unless I don't you, know if you can relegate him to the bench, especially after he really you, uh, hasn't played well off the bench. All right, here, here we out, Sam. Here we out here. Brogdon for Dejounte Murray. Thoughts. Yeah, I do that. Pope Catholic. <laughs> Does Atlanta yeah. do that? No. They say, Brad, never talk to me again. <laughs> well, they want to get under the thing. Doesn't Brogdon make more money than him? <laughs> I he does. Uh could you could you cobble together like some sort of package though, like Brogdon and another contract to get them under? You already got rid of the Gallinari deal. How many contracts do you have? Do you send Horford back to Atlanta? No, I think that ruins some of the work you got done with Porzingis. This is true. Rob, no. You're starting That's to that. rob Peter to pay um, Paul to get these stars in. Would you do I'm I'm just picking a part Atlanta now. Brogdon for Bogdanovich. Again, uh, money. Eyes emoji. What do you mean the money? I don't think I think Bogdanovich makes Oh yes, less money. You, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm I'm thinking backwards here. Uh yeah, Collins and <laughs> Now, would you take Trey Young, <laughs> Ratless Trey Young, on the Celtics? I mean, as much as we hate Trey Young, it's hard to tra- be like, no, I wouldn't. But also, like, I don't know if I would because it really hurts the defensive uh, identity of said, this team, where he's going to get picked apart in a playoff series. A starting lineup of Trey Young, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Porzingis sounds just gross. Like that sounds so good, though. I will I, say I, this I though, it, but as yes. much as you are. Uh, like out on Brogdon, right? You bring in mm. Trey Young, he does love throwing the lob. <laughs> he Rob would feast, Porzingis Rob, would Porzingis. feast. Yep, even Al maybe would bring in Tice, he was always good on the lob. Low key, we didn't cover this one. Brogdon for Conley, hey, yeah, Easy. hey, <laughs> bring it in, <laughs> bring, bring me the Conley's money. Baby. Fire, he's a winner. Every Conley team fire. he's been on, these like, okay. Let's talk about Conley for a minute. Conley goes to Utah or is in Utah, right? They gut the team. They keep Conley. The team's competitive. He gets injured. Team is not competitive. He comes back competitive. They trade him. Goes to Minnesota. Minnesota sneaks into the playoffs, takes a game off Denver, wins the title, yep. sweeps the Lakers. Conley's a quality player. Conley's he's, he's not getting any younger. But I don't know. One year left on his deal. I would love help the that. cap. Would help the cap. Yeah, I'd do that. I, I would do that in a heartbeat. So yeah, is Conley number one favorite. in your power rankings? Yeah. yeah, Conley just comes in, stomps the rest yeah. of the, but, the boys. I wonder if they do that. I don't think Minnesota wants to get rid of him. I don't think so either, but they kind of – like they low-key do need shooters on that team. Like they I, need three-point shooting. I think they need a Conley to compete. He's a they, leader. He, he clearly is a leader. Yeah. I mean, you trade Conley for Brogdon, and then you trade Towns for whatever point guard you want. Hey. <laughs> hey. Why not? I don't know. Con- Conley, Conley would be fire. You said it on me. Conley would be fire. I don't know what else is out there. That sounds like it's about it for Brogdon trades. I like Conley. I think he's cool. I like the quickly one, kind of. I think the Jazz trade is fine. 
they really got to hit this though. They they can't mess this up. They, like Brad's got a tough job now that he he made this move with Marcus. Like you can't fuck the rest of it up. <laughs> yeah. You got to nail it. Wow, All we right. have a lot to talk about still. We do. We we don't. None of this will be as long. That was the longest portion of our. No, it's fine. Today. Good show. Yes, yes. All right. People are getting uh, next content up. on a Sunday. It's a big day <laughs> exactly. for us. Exactly. All right. Next thing we have is Celtics Summer League schedule has been released uh, per Gary Washburn. He tweeted out. Jack was – I was in the ringer trying to find this on Twitter. It's pissing me off. The ringer? Um, oh, no. Never mind. Yes, sorry. Yes, Twitter, 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 yes. Twitter, 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 Twitter. Um, we didn't even talk about Jordan Walsh, who the Celtics selected. But we, we can talk about – the video. Uh, we did. Check out the video if you want our thoughts on Jordan Walsh. Uh, they got a lot of seconds for him. Brad's, I'll, I'll just read Brad's quote real quick. He has a special ability laterally and with his wingspan to swallow people up defensively. He really creates havoc with his arms and with his energy and ability to move his feet. They seem very high on him. Also, Brad said, sorry, I'm just rushing over this before we get to the next part. Um, Brad said, we had a list of guys we were comfortable with, and the guy we got was on that list. Um, another thing that came out was they wanted Olivier Maxon's Prosper. So when they didn't get him, they just traded back until they could get. Well, the Kings Walsh can rock. <laughs> exactly, so they traded back. The, uh, Actually, no, the Mavericks. The Mavericks Chris got Murray. Prosper. Mavericks got Prosper, not Kings. Yes. Uh, and uh, Chris Murray was Portland. <laughs> yeah. So Portland can rot, and then they made Sacramento trade the pick, and then Boston traded their pick. So I lost yep. uh, like two hours of sleep. Ah uh, yes. Uh, anyways, oh you're right because the Kings. Tra- yes, yes, yes. Okay, but Jordan Walsh. They seem to like him. Go watch our video on it. We talked about Jordan Walsh a little bit more in depth there. But the Celtics Summer League schedule has been released as I get to it a uh, full minute after I mentioned it. Um, per Gary Washburn, July 8th versus the Heat at 3 p.m. Eastern. July 9th against the Wizards at 7.30 Eastern. July 12th against the Lakers at 10 Eastern. And July, <laughs> excuse me, July 10 14th Eastern. against the Knicks. Yeah, at 7 Eastern. 10, uh, 10 p.m.? 10 p.m. Eastern, I believe. Okay, okay. Yeah. I thought 10 a.m. No, 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 no. Um, yeah, maybe. No, no. It's got to be 10 p.m. Post game yeah, pods time. coming back for the summer league. Hey, no. why not? Why not? Why maybe. not? We'll do some post game pods. Uh, but yeah, we'll get to chance to look at Hamey Hawkes in a Heat jersey. Anthony Black in uh, no, not Anthony Black. Who's the Wizards pick? Koulibaly. Wizards pick. Koulibaly. Yep, in a Wizards jersey. Uh, Max Lewis, I think, is who the Lakers picked. Um, and then the Knicks picked. Who the hell did the next pick? They have Obi Toppin's brother on a summer league deal or a two yeah, deal, so, summer which is funny. Which is funny because Definitely. they might trade his they might trade his brother. <laughs> they picked up the younger one. Um, you know what? Um, summer league is never as fun as we think it's going to be. No, <laughs> we're like, wow, all these guys kind of suck. Yeah, remember when Tatum's cousin was on the team last year? Yeah, I do remember that. Actually, I forgot <laughs> about that. Yep, and we all thought Cabin Gailey was going to be like sick. Like, he was just going to be amazing. Well, he did get a roster spot, and he was actually pretty good with Maine. I remember writing about, like, he had a monster, like, showcase. Like, they had this little tournament, whatever they did, and he was really good, hit a game winner. Mm-hmm. Matt Ryan hit a game winner in Summer League. RIP Matt Ryan. Matt that Ryan was, was sick. Matt Ryan was sick. That, that was, now, right? uh, yes, he was. He might be a free agent again, though. Go get him, Brad. Get him Bring him back. Him. Why not? Fix I would vibes. Uh, and speaking of Summer League, the Celtics have picked up Michael Mulder. Uh, for their summer league roster, not a bad player. It, 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 it wouldn't. I have nothing on this. It don't. I'll read you some your thoughts, it, and that's it. I have. It nothing. would. I it wouldn't mean anything if the Celtics didn't need guard depth now. I'm not saying he's going to come in and be like a like a good player, like a, an impactful every night player for the Celtics. He's not. I'm not saying that. 
But if they do want to get a look at potential guys, Keysmith tweeted, Mulder has a full year of two-way eligibility left. He's a shooter and could be in the mix for more than just a summer league spot with Boston. Could translate into a camp deal in a G League spot okay. or maybe a two-way spot. Keep in mind, G League, or excuse me, three two-way spots this year. Every team gets three this oh, year. Oh, it's, it's new. new. It's Does new. that mean Everyone some a regular three. roster spot gets clapped or no? They just no. Have 16. They just added thirty new jobs. Everyone gets okay. an extra three. Great job. So yeah. <clears throat> yep, Celtics love extra player. Michael Mulder for his career is a thirty-seven percent three-point shooter. Uh, the, he last appeared with the Heat last uh, last season. Not All this right, past season, hold season on. Before. Um, are you pulling up Michael Mulder stats? If, or are you complaining? No, no. If he was not able to cut it in Heat culture. And become <laughs> the next coming of Christ I think he was... in a playoff series. I'm not really convinced. That, like, listen, Miami I think he was a COVID contract. These guys. I think he was okay. a COVID contract. Like he was a okay. If Miami is like letting giving up on guys, that's it. If if they can't <laughs> fix them, nobody can. I I think he was a COVID contract. He only played two games, right? Like I, he wasn't like he was. He was the equivalent of of no Joe Johnson in a Celtics jersey. That's what he was for Miami. Bring him back. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> bring Joe Johnson back. Who else was there? Was another random veteran that was on the Celtics team last year? Uh, Al Camino was on the Celtics. Yes, yes. See, who else? Miles was on the Celtics. That's who I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. Man. All right. Uh, with that, we can move on. Is it time for NBA finally? <laughs> Might be. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the NBA talk here. Change the oh, banner. Michael Mulder walked by me on the street. I would not know what he looked like. Should we pull it up or are you not care? No, I don't. Okay. Care. Sam, we'll I'll find, find out, out summer in league. two weeks. But the NBA draft happened. That, that, that's that's what terrible. we're talking about. <laughs> I'll, it I'll was give the, you the second floor worst thing to hap- happen to me this week. I'll give you the floor. Complain about the draft for a second. It can be the draft too, is The draft is a horrible product. <laughs> the draft could be an email. <laughs> to, to make it simple. It could be. It could be an email. This is who everybody picked. That's all you needed to know. There was a 30-minute start to this draft where they picked three guys. That's it. True. Yes. We were doing a live stream. It went three hours and 45 minutes. Still on the channel if you want to like just sit there and waste your life away. And it was, by all accounts, miserable. I think we need to find a better way to do it where we can have the thing up there. Yeah, some maybe there. maybe through some react thing, so like we don't have to fill the air and the people can just watch it with us and we can literally just react to it. Mm-hmm. But it is a terrible product. It's just the picks are in Woj is sitting there looking like a rat on the desk. You have them talking to the the families on this stupid couch setup they have. They have people coming out of the stands that weren't invited to the green room to come get the interviews. I mean, yeah. they make this thing as long as it could possibly be and waste everybody's time. It's horrible. <laughs> Sam, not a fan of the draft, but we l- let's go. Silver over and it. Mark Tatum are just sitting backstage playing patty cake until they get the, <laughs> the call to come out and announce the pick that's been in for ten minutes. It's terrible. Uh, um, I, we're not going to sit here and act like draft experts. If you want to listen to a draft expert, go listen to Tyler Rucker. He had thoughts before the draft, which yeah. most of which will carry over. Some highlights, Cam Whitmore just <laughs> dropping and dropping and dropping and dropping. That was a crazy – he almost got into the Celtics. I know. He it said 20. Houston walks away from this draft where they were like, hey, Feels should we good. pick one of the Thompson twins or Cam Whitmore? And now they have both. With number, now they have they both. had number four, and it was a big debate, and they got Cam Whitmore at 20. 
It's nuts. Yeah. It's very crazy. And there was a whole thing. It's like, I forget where I saw this and I don't remember the exact details. The Rockets had the chance to like swap picks or do something this year versus next year where they could have moved. They moved from 30 to 20 with the Bucks or something this year. So they got to choose. And by doing that, they got Cam Whitmore. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. That's that's pretty good. You have um, to wonder what was wrong with him that came out. Like, they, they I think say injuries. injury concerns, but what actually happened? Like, did he lose his yeah. right hand in a lightsaber duel or something? <laughs> like, like when Darth Vader gets chopped up in uh, mm-hmm. Star Wars 3, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. It's That was crazy. Other draft highlights. Victor Wambinyama is just a freak. Like, I'm, I, I, I know we knew this. He's, like, nuts. Like, he looks insane. Am I like am I crazy? Am I the only one? He like he looks That's like That's usually an alien. what happens when somebody's like seven foot five, they don't look normal. It's crazy though. And what he were but he like on, on the French guy. The really tall one? Yeah. Like what kind of thing? Well, I know you, you were asking me about him today. Yeah. <laughs> I was asking him how tall he was because he's huge. He's huge. He's lanky. He's lanky. Yeah, uh-huh. but a lot of hype around him. He's very like, very young. That's all I got okay. for you. Okay. Put you on the spot. <laughs> Kayla, my girlfriend, was watching the draft last night. She was out yeah. somewhere. Yeah. And she was like, how tall is this guy? It was like seven foot five. <laughs> he sounds he's, like 20 and a half. Yeah, yeah big he's, shoes. He's crazy. he's crazy. Giant hands. Baseball hand. Uh, Did you see the picture of him with the baseball? No. You'll see it later. Wemby's <laughs> um, crazy. He, he also like he just speaks and acts like a celebrity. Like he's just gonna be like so. Wendy, Wendy talked about this. Brian Windhorst. Yeah. He went I'm on the Bill Simmons podcast. Him. He was talking about how since Wemby's been twelve, he's been learning to speak English, not like phonetically speak English, like how people from this country speak English, so he can yeah say things that make sense to us and not sound awkward and foreign. Like he's he been sounded, preparing for this. He for sounded the last like American years of his life. It's crazy. He sounded like an American last night. It's weird. Um, I wrote down any steals you like, but I just wanted to use this platform to say I'm mad that the Heat got Jaime Jaquez. I'm mad that the Nuggets got Julian Strother, and I'm mad that the Warriors got Trace Jackson Davis to be their backup big. It's just annoying. They just got like all three of those teams are are very very good, and they got very very good picks. I saw something on TikTok today saying I'm sorry, but the Heat this is a bust pick. Jaquez stinks, and I'm like. This dude doesn't know ball. <laughs> this guy That's doesn't not know ball. ball. Did not watch yeah. a five minute highlight like we did. <laughs> I, I'm basing it on Tyler Rucker's insight too. This is this this is not Jack being an idiot. No, but that that, that pissed me off when they got Hawkins. That sucked. It did suck. But uh, shout out to the, to the Ringer. Though. I think Kevin O'Connor nailed, nailed that pick. I think they had him at 18 because yeah. when we were doing our react video, we reacted to the possibility of the Celtics taking him at 35 before they ruined all of our <laughs> weeks by trading that pick with Marcus well, Smart. And then he dominated workouts. Hawkins just killed everybody in workouts. Apparently, he was at thirty-five in the mock draft, literally like a week ago. And now he he got picked to eighteen. They mocked him at eighteen. So crazy, crazy work from the ringer. Good for him. Also, <laughs> drew Timmy to the Bucks. <laughs> Did you see yeah, that? that? Rat drew Timmy. <laughs> uh, Sonogo to the Bulls. Another name we looked at. Um, and then Andre Jackson also to the Bucks. It's gonna be weird seeing Drew Timmy just not at Gonzaga. <laughs> It's gonna be weird seeing Drew like he Timmy. actually was just born with that stupid mustache in a Gonzaga jersey. <laughs> it's gonna be weird seeing Drew Timmy in a Wisconsin herd jersey. <laughs> uh, I have lack of trades. Whack. We got yeah, all it was terrible because we, we banked on the trades helping us. We were like, okay, this pool trade came out early in the day. We'll do a react to that, and then we'll react to whatever happens in the draft, and we'll be set for the uh... weekend. Instead, we had to record something earlier. Uh, well, you saw it yesterday. We recorded the smart thing 
uh, yeah. before this podcast. And we were like, okay, yeah, we're going to have like a bunch of draft trades. Like Lillard's going to get traded or the Blazers going to trade this pick. And <laughs> nope. uh, maybe, I mean, Dallas made some trades and they actually made Dallas money. Actually this draft. Dallas might have won good. this draft. Dallas traded what? Didn't have a top pick. They traded. Pick. Yeah, they had 10. They traded pick 10 and Davis Bertans for Derek, Derek Lively, Lively, Olivia. Who they Mance were going to Pro- pick anyway, probably. Yep. Olivia Men's Prosper and Rachon Holmes for those yeah. two things. They screwed the Celtics. And us. Yeah, that's pretty good. They did. They did screw the Celtics. Um, also, some I saw on Twitter somebody put up or Jake Isenberg put up a Dorian Finney Smith and Patty Mills for Brogdon thing, and I was like, I thought it was the same thing we did. Um, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant went in a. Sorry, this is out of door. Kevin Durant went into Twitter Spaces tonight called Kevin Durant is not top five. And he just started talking in the space. Kevin Durant's fire. As much as people want to give him like a hard time about the burner accounts and everything, he is the best. <laughs> like he he will talk wow. to anybody on Twitter. He'll roast people. He'll come at well, them. He'll argue. Did with you people. see the thing he said? He got in like a conversation on Twitter and they go, why don't you like respond to the nice fans? He goes, he goes, hate fuels me. Love is for the weak or something. Yeah. (laughs) Kevin Durant is all of us. Kevin Durant. I love Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. I I do too. People always hate on him, man. I like KD. I've always been a KD guy. He's awesome. All right. That, that concludes our very intelligent NBA draft coverage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) We know ball. We We do. I love that. Uh, That guy doesn't know ball like we do. Yeah, we watch five minutes of a highlight tape. <laughs> I know. Hey, we're smart, man. We're smart. We're... All right. Next thing I have written on the dra- on our show sheet. What the fuck is Portland doing? And I stand by it. What, what are we doing? Patty cake in the front office. <laughs> what are we doing? You have so we're gonna take Scoot Henderson after Dame makes it very clear he doesn't want to team of young players. And Dame has said like he's like he likes Scoot. Like it's not like he dislikes the guy. But he wants a team of vets. They said, psych, we're not doing that. Joe Cronin comes out. The GM comes out and says they don't want to trade Dame. And maybe they're posturing so they can trade Dame. But like, and then Dame is listening to a song like about Miami on his story. What are you doing? uh, Portland had to take this pick because they probably didn't have any trade offers they liked. I'll say Scoot was the guy everybody was hyped about in this slot. So they still have him. And they can yes. still make a deal if it hap- if they happen to get the one they like, which is good for them. They're still in just as good a position as they were before this pick happened. The worst thing that could have happened to Portland is if uh, Shams is – by the way, we can talk about this. Shams' tweets early in the day where Charlotte might take Scoot, watch out. Yeah, what a rat. Did you see the, the theory about that? Yeah, that he was trying to move betting lines. I was going to put that <laughs> in the rat list, actually. Yes, that's a, He's rat a scumbag move. for that. That it is makes terrible. Sense. But but back to Portland, if they took Scoot at two, Charlotte, that's the worst thing that happens because you lose your value for three. The people wanted to trade it for three. New Orleans wanted to trade it for three because they wanted Scoot. So you still have Scoot. You still have that asset. Now you can just pick between Lillard and Scoot. Who do you want to keep? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. No, I, I agree with you. I don't really know if they have to rush. The Lillard and thing is weird. Like I get why he. I will I mean, say he's just not positioned to be a part of this team. If it's they also I agree. They also can still trade Anthony Simons. Like they still have a solid trade chip to work with. Like Simons and Nurkic is still a decent package. Like he's a nice young player. Does he have more or less value than Pool? Realistically, probably more. I would say. They make no. about the same. Probably about the same. No, uh, no, 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 no. He has better value. I agree. He didn't just have a meltdown season. 
This is true. And he also does make less. He makes 24, 25, 27.6. Oh. Like, that's not bad. Yeah, I will that's say uh, the mean of, of each player is probably about the same, the average. like Exactly. Not when Poole gets punched in the face, you know. Oh, are you talking about when, the product or the money? The product? The, the product. Like, I mean, like, okay, the product yeah. itself, barring oh – oh, I thought – I thought that was right. <laughs> Sam's struggling. Uh, no, but yeah. the difference is 24, 26, 27 and a half versus uh, Pool, who is going to be 28, 30, 33, 35. <laughs> like that's, that's, that's a pretty big difference. And that's a year longer than Simon's contract. Like, so yeah, I would, I would argue that's definitely worse. Um, yeah. I don't know what Portland's doing though, man. They're weird. Very weird. They're waiting. They should trade Dame, right? They need to trade Dame. Am I crazy? Uh, I prefer they don't trade Dame. (laughs) Don't want want him to come to the Eastern Conference. Also fair. Uh, Speaking of trading Dame, shocker, (laughs) the Heat still want to trade Tyler Hero. I've been on this since before the playoffs even ended. Sam knows That guy is gone. He dresses like a jackass, and Riley's probably sick of him making the franchise look like a mockery on the sideline. Plus, they just made a finals run without him playing a single minute past game one of the first round. So Who I'm really not drip. sure there's any place for him on this Miami team. He has found money, and he is a guy they can use to trade for a player that's really going to impact the game. Fisher from, or excuse me, quote from Jake Fisher. Like Hero, Poole signed a massive extension, uh, four-year extension ahead of the 22-23 season. According to Yahoo Sports' Jake Fisher, his impending move has only increased speculation from team personnel that the Miami Heat will explore avenues to deal Hero's lucrative extension before it even begins. By the way... Pat Riley, similar to Dunleavy, mm-hmm. was praising Hero, part of the future, mm-hmm. great player. So now he's, I ask he's, you, he's gone. I ask you the same question. Jordan Jordan Poole contract is 28, 30, 33, 35. Tyler Hero contract is, as I try it's to pull it up here, uh, 27, 29, 31, 33, a little bit less. It's the same, same total. 125.7 versus. Oh. 131.9 a little bit less um who has more value i would say it's really tough to call this one i'd say hero just because you've seen he can he play didn't in the playoffs. have a meltdown of a season <clears throat> exactly and you've seen he can be good in the playoffs he's he has been good in the playoffs. this is the sell low moment on jordan pool as much <laughs> mm-hmm. as i think he's a clown and i love the crap on him like he's okay like he he's just fine. got punched in the face by his teammate and everybody was talking about <laughs> it and he really couldn't concentrate yes. on basketball there's a chance he has a really great season with Washington. We're all like, wow, they fleeced the hell out of the Warriors. Well, I was talking, I was playing golf today and I was talking to the kids we were playing with, the guys, and they go like, yeah, he's going to put up 30, but he's going to shoot 35% from the field. He might, yeah. <laughs> Empty stats. Jordan Poole time. Uh, hey, it is. Tyus Jones was the starting point guard for one day. <laughs> he had a chance. That's all he wanted. Here. Maybe. Go say hi to Tyus Jones. They're probably there now. They're probably going to say hi. It would be uh, funny if Jordan Poole was, like, Jordan. was on the street. Yeah, go go rock up. Say what's like, up. You know Ask you're on like the top of my punch in the face power rankings. <laughs> He'd clock you in the face. Yeah. Eh, you could probably take him. You think He'd you can take Jordan Draymond. Poole in a fight? You think no. you could take Jordan Poole in a fight? No? No. no. <laughs> is he your height? How tall is Jordan Poole? Six four. Six foot four. Six foot four and one ninety-four. Oh, yeah. Hey, maybe you got a chance. I saw something today. You know Emily Bates? This is random. Monty Bates. Yeah, Monty Bates, second round pick. Isn't he like 160 pounds or something? Is that where you're gonna go? Like the weight? Six foot nine, one seventeen. <laughs> That's like what I weigh. 
that's unhealthy. That, that's terrible. Yeah. Uh, anyways, okay. Last thing we have before the rat list. Lonzo Ball, <laughs> not playing next season. <laughs> we kind of knew this, but like, I mean, dude is down horrendous. It, it, Arthur Carney Sovas came out. <clears throat> he came out and said, um, "Lonzo Ball, we don't expect to have him next season." Arturis Karnasovas also said, yeah, I think the Vucic trade worked out pretty well for us. So, like, he's just an idiot. Glad I'm not a Bulls fan. I did that an article on luck. it. I did an article on it about being a Bulls fan. Right now, it's bad luck to just, like, for the Bulls, the Lonzo thing is terrible. He was yeah. great for them in five games he played. Then he tears the meniscus, and he's never played again. He might never play again. I know. I know that Vooch quote is just this is the quote from Carney Sovas on Vucevic. I think that transaction when we brought in Vooch here showed everyone we're trying to win. I think once we brought Vooch, we brought in Damar, we brought in Caruso, we brought in Lonzo that started trying to improve our team and trying to be competitive. I thought that deal worked out pretty well for us. <laughs> yeah, the Bulls are nasty. When it was Wendell Carter, Otto Porter, Franz Wagner, and Jet Howard for Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> You know what? You know what the trade got them? One playoff win. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, <laughs> How are you going <laughs> to... This should just be like a clip of us just laughing at the Bulls. 135. You... There you go. How are you going to sit in front of you, the media and say a quote that you know all of your fans are going to hear? Yeah, I think it worked out pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think Power that... rankings of GMs lying to the media. Dunleavy, Riley, and this guy go. Uh, lying? Um, well, the issue is, I think Carney Sovas actually believes it. That's the problem. Who's the greatest <laughs> NBA liar of all time? Is it still Kyrie? Probably Pat Riley. Yeah. <laughs> He's probably up there. We actually have interest in this player. We almost did this deal. We almost did this. We want Al Horford. We want Craig Williams. We want this. We want, we want. Um, I, I, I'm sorry, Mike Dunleavy saying four more years of pool is just so good. Just to trade him the next day to the cap. I, every time you say that, I imagine him trying to start like a four more years chant at a political rally. <laughs> yeah, so we expect to have four more years of Jordan Poole. It's, it's just, it's just literally Poole, like he's just sitting up there all uncomfortable and like he's trying to get the media to chant four more years like the when the Bro. Red Sox won in 2013 and they tried to start a chant. You know it's what I'm just, talking about? I think so vaguely, yeah. What they chant? Were they just like, "Let's yeah. go Red Sox"? And it's <laughs> no the, like, one the old ass owner trying to trying to get the crowd going. Oh my! They just won the World Series. And no one cared. It's just literally four more years of pool. <laughs> Two days later, like less than a week. Boom! See you, buddy. Chris Bolt. <laughs> get ready to learn the presidents, buddy. <laughs> oh man! No, I I still can't get over it. <laughs> it's just the way that it's phrased. You could say. Yeah, it worked out pretty good for us. <laughs> I think I did. And it's it's not even that like the trade was good. He's like patting us off. Yeah, I think I did a pretty good, yeah, job, good job with that one. Yeah. <laughs> we just he laughed got, at the bulls for like three minutes. He got well, he got torn to shreds on Twitter. I just saw something. It says, I've been staring at this quote for ten minutes and I still don't believe it's real. <laughs> <laughs> I forget who it was. It was uh <clears throat> excuse me, it was Oh man, who was it? Uh, Rob something? No, no, I can't remember. There's there's somebody who had just a great quote about um, Ricky O'Donnell <clears throat> tweeted about the um, <laughs> uh, what's it called the uh, the Bulls quote, and it was uh, 
I'm trying to find it. I'll, I'll find it quick so we can move on to the rat list. Oh, yeah. I've been staring at this quote in disbelief for 14 hours. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, let's uh, we can stop laughing at the Bulls. We literally just laughed at the Bulls for four minutes straight. Uh, and, you know, the Bulls can be on the rat list to kick off the rat list, but it is time for the rat list. Would you like to kick us off, sir? Or, or shall yeah. I? All right. All right. Kick us list. Off. This restaurant my girlfriend Kayla and I went to today. It does yes. not. So this restaurant is on the top floor of like a like it's like a hotel restaurant kind of like you need to is like in the hotel you're staying at. No, it's not. We had to go. Okay. To the floor. No. But the bathroom on this top floor, they only have a men's room. So if she had to go to the bathroom. She had to go downstairs <laughs> to use the elevator and then Garrett. go down a whole floor. To, like there's no women's room on the top floor on the rest in the restaurant. Get ready to learn the stairs, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's terrible. That? That's some cancel them. How, how are they not canceled yet? What are we doing here? Cancel the restaurant. They're, that they're, is crazy. They're... I cannot believe they're getting away with this thing. <laughs> like Man. just slap a slap like a neutral sign on the door and put a lock on it, and everybody wins. Yes, agree. <laughs> that sucked. Uh, my rat list back to the golf course. This is all I'm going to be talking about all summer. Get ready to learn golf, buddy. Uh, I love that meme now. I'm going to keep, I'm going to hammer it into the ground until it's dead. It's phenomenal. Yeah, me too. Uh, (laughs) It's like I'm addicted to the Adam Silver meme. It's great. It's great. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with golf. So you can play like a best ball scramble, right? Where it's where like if you're a group of four, everybody hits, you take the best shot. Everyone hits from that spot. You take the best shot. Everyone hits from that spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So there were two groups in front of us. My brother Henry and I were playing with these two randoms we got paired with. They were cool. They're nice enough guys. Um, the two groups in front of us are like competing against each other in a scramble. I We think that's what we hypothesized, but they're not good enough to be doing that. They were terrible. And so they were just every time they would all hit, all hit pretty bad shots, but then they'd spend an extra five minutes. They would get out of their carts. They'd walk up to the green. They'd stand like this. They'd go, which ball should we take? And so we're sitting there waiting to tee off and we're just sitting there. We're like, Dude, golf is such a pretentious game. Like you're gonna, every time you go golfing, you get a new rat list because it's just a bunch <laughs> of people have no idea what they're doing. Yeah, and it's like a, it's a very calculated game. It's a slow <laughs> game, and everybody's in everybody's way. Yeah, yeah. You're going golfing soon, right? Yeah, yeah. I get to go golfing for uh, this wedding I'm in. We might have to practice. You want to hit the links once? Get a little practice round in with me. I don't have time for that. What, the, what do you mean you don't have time for that? Come Busy on, guy. Fuck we'll see if you're not a busy we'll guy. See. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I don't have clubs. I got to figure it out. You can use Henry's. Fuck him. He can stay home. Sorry, Henry. He's probably <laughs> no, got kidding. sleep to catch up on. Right? I'm kidding, Henry. I'm kidding, Henry. Actually, I had my buddy. I was texting my buddy Tanner today and I asked him if he wanted to golf. And his response to me was, um, I got to look because it was, it was, uh, he goes, I heard you talking about on the podcast, a lot of rats on the greens these days. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Tanner, for listening. Um, Okay, your turn. You got another rat list? What you got? NBA draft rat list. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I, it yeah, wasted yeah, yeah. three and a half hours of our time yesterday. Again, whole draft could have just been an email. Didn't need to have the whole meeting. <laughs> ESPN rats. I think their That's coverage of it is kind of trash, too. That's a phenomenal tweet. The NBA draft should just be a long email. And that's it all should be. <laughs> that's a good tweet. Obvious uh, rat list. Uh, you go ahead, actually. Rat list. Guy at Wendy's. I got Wendy's today because I was hungry and I dropped Henry was going to get a haircut. I dropped him off the haircut place, ran to Target, got a nice golf polo, actually. Um, 
which I I like. The polos at Target are very comfy. Um, got that. Got Duncan because someone wanted a coffee. Got went home. My mom wanted a coffee. Got Wendy's. It was gonna be perfect timing, except the car in front of me sat at the window complaining about who knows what for five minutes in the Wendy's drive-through, just bitching. He handed like money back and forth this four is a times. Wendy's. It, literally, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was terrible. So Ratless, excuse me, that guy for making me wait extra long. It was annoying. Ratless, uh, I don't know. I think Buzz is the name of the mascot, the Hornets mascot. <laughs> Last night that. at their big, huge draft party in this, Hugo, in their, whatever Hugo. Their, their arena is. Hugo, yeah, Hugo the Hornet. Devastated when they picked Brandon <laughs> Miller. Uh, that can't make you feel good if you're Brandon Miller. Like Brandon Miller's already kind of eyeing his options in restricted free agency four years from now. Is Brandon Miller going to be the new Zion where he just hates the franchise he plays for? Maybe, maybe. he gets fat out of spite. Here you go, Sam. <laughs> Look at him, that rat Hugo. The Shark Hornets select Brandon Miller. <laughs> oh, you can't even see it because of the rats in the way. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Like Hugo the Hornet literally does a head and hands. <laughs> Look at him. Watch the watch head this. drop as soon as it happens. The Shark Hornets select Brandon Miller. <laughs> head and hands. <laughs> That was me when we found out the Celtics traded their pick for the 10th time yesterday. That's amazing. He's just mad. He's very mad. Our reaction uh, to them trading the pick has to be gold. Oh, I, well, it gets better we every time. wanted to be done so bad. It was so hot in my room. And I was excited for Colby Jones. That's the guy I wanted. And then. Sh- no, well, that you got got on that one. I wanted I Sasser. And I was like, oh, my God, they picked Sasser. I know. I know. <laughs> Uh, I have to put myself on the rat list too. I, I spent the entire draft party. Don't Sam, don't look at the Celtics pick. Don't look at the Celtics pick. And then when it came up, I accidentally looked at my phone. So I knew the Sasser pick before it started. <laughs> so ratless myself. That's all I got though. I'm, I'm, I'm tucking out. I surprisingly did not have any ratless moments on the plane or in the airport. Pretty, pretty smooth uh, process. Yeah. Kim English PC coach. I'm like, Oh, I did have a ratless. It's a driving rat list again. Uh, so I'm going through a red light, right? Coming this way, the traffic's speeding by. So I like, I like inch my way out, uh, during the green light so I can go regardless at the end. Right. So, so it's the car behind me. I'm trying to turn left here. I'm trying to turn left and it turns yellow. So I'm like, okay, I finally have a chance. Car comes speeding past the other way, blows through a red light. So I'm stuck in the middle of the intersection. No, it was. <laughs> I'm usually good for them. Get through the, the yellow light was not a yellow light anymore. Was so clearly not a yellow light anymore. Sometimes like, the rules are gonna you gotta make your own rules. Sometimes you're not, busy. You gotta get somewhere. It was not even close to a, a, a uh, yellow light. The only reason they went is because they saw I was in the middle, so nobody would hit them. They would know I was the one who was gonna die if I got in. All right, we we can wrap. We can wrap. We'll let Sam and and. <laughs> Kaylin doesn't have to listen to us talk anymore. <laughs> she yeah, she got to listen to the podcast early. Yeah, she's getting she's getting the live reaction. I think we had a good show today. Except it was she just good. Hear you talk, so it was just me babbling. <laughs> yeah, Kaylin puts you on the rail. I had to listen to this idiot yeah. for an hour. Uh, that's all I got. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate you. Five stars on Apple uh, and on Spotify. You know the drill by now. Leave a comment on the YouTube videos. Those are my favorites. I love reading them. Please comment. Uh, I love the back and forth. I'll let Sam take us home.
Yeah. Thank you very much for listening or watching. If you're watching or on the YouTube, make sure you subscribe. We've got a ton of new ones over the last, I don't know, week. Uh, make sure you hit the notification bell as well. Nice rhyme there. Make sure you don't miss any of our new uploads. We are doing daily stuff, but this week has been crazy. We uploaded probably three extra videos over the course of the week, stuff we weren't supposed to upload. So you might've missed those, even though like nobody did, everybody watched those. Yeah. Um, on top of that, if you want more of us, follow the streaming services. Five, you can five, just four. hear us on the audio. What up is it? Five, up to 554 five, subscribers right now. Oof. Nuts. We made it. Us. Almost. Not no. really. We're, we're over we're halfway the there. Up. We're on the on track. Okay. Follow us. Spotify, Apple. Make sure you don't miss any new uploads there. Five-star ratings only. You can follow the socials at How About Them Seas, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Facebook is just the name of the podcast. You'll get all the live streams there. That monstrosity of a draft stream is probably up on the page. <laughs> Got uh, you can views. follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA.